Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Uh oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on! I know you can hear me. It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Let's get rolling. This is the Big Show on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big, big Show, 97.5-1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with the new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. It is a Wednesday. It is a game day. Gordon is here. Austin is here. Now, Gordon, uh, you had a day yesterday where you wore a, a very complimentary green outfit. And, and we had some fun, and uh, we made some jokes, and we, we had some comparisons on Twitter. And uh, you, you said that you could basically keep this up and go with a color scheme every single day. And lo and behold, today, you, you, went, you went left on us when we thought you were going right. When we left the studio, you, you said, I'm going with the blue tomorrow, guys. You were going to have a nice blue put together an ensemble today however though as i said you went the other direction you you've gone with kind of an olive look you've got the the kind of uh, what khaki hat you've got uh, an olive green vest uh matching your hat with the shirt under the vest and even shoes to to boot so you've kind of gone with the olive motif today i have now olive is a little close to green but uh i put on i put on the put on the orange first and i thought not today no not, not today no. No, no no maybe is is orange more of a more I, like I, a friday i don't know, I, I, don't know. I just know, looked at myself and i said no so then i went to the, i was thinking about doing the blue but then i said ah I, I, I've actually worn that blue ensemble before, and I said, nah, I don't want that either. So I, I, I did this. I went to Army, Army Olive. So. Right down to the shoes. I know. And those are some, look at these. Look at these. And I got to tell you, the, the... Are those not some styling shoes? The vest is is a nice touch. The vest is going to have to come off, though, because it's a little too warm in here. Now... I look over. Uh, Can we vote on that? I look over Austin's direction, and Lloyd is here taking uh, visual, uh, uh, photographic evidence of what Gordon's going with today. Now, Austin, your initial tweet that got the social media storm rolling, 
uh, was a comparison between Gordon's ensemble and Kermit the Frog, uh-huh. and I thought it was a good comparison. Um, we we I brought up the Stanford Tree, which I thought was actually was not that bad. probably won the day in my opinion. Uh, the Grinch came out. Who who uh, Mike uh, from Monsters Inc. The, the the Great Gazoo or whatever. The Great Gazoo <laughs> from the Flintstones. So do How you have- do you even remember that? I mean, I watched that a lot more than you did. Maybe you watched it more recently than I did, but that's before your time. I watched the Flintstones growing up. I like the Flintstones. Uh, the Great Gazoo. So I, what is the initial tweet comparison okay. going to be today? I think I know which way I'm going to take it uh, uh, when I get my opportunity, but I, I think you deserve initial crack at it because you had uh, initial crack yesterday. Now, does it have to be cartoon? No, or, no, 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 okay. whatever. Because uh, two things come to mind. Uh, uh, Klinger from MASH was, was going <laughs> to... Wait a minute, that brings all kinds of other right, Well, hey, that's up to the interpreter to interpret. Uh, and then, but the uh, no, cartoon... No, I'm not wearing a dress. Because <laughs> that was really Klinger was the dress yeah. thing. He had some days where he was in his fatigues. He went away from that. They went away from that later they on did. in the series. Huh? When he replaced Radar. Hmm. When Radar left the show. But one of my favorite comic strips as a kid comes to mind okay beetle bailey beetle bailey all right yep Yep. okay well i think you need to tweet out the comparison i'll do it now and then we'll we'll let the good times roll uh but you delivered yeah you said you could uh you delivered and and honestly i can't wait to see what happens tomorrow (laughs) i'll keep you guessing you 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 have me intrigued now austin thinks i should do this every day for the rest of my life well you you claim to be a fashionista and that alema harrington has nothing on you well, so, when I when I want to participate, but I don't but typically you know, want to participate. But a fashionista has to have a signature. Yeah, all right, all right. So yeah, hmm. I can do it. I mean, it's well. I don't, I don't think you can. It's well within my ensemble. Jake, I, you don't think you could? Do you? Nah. Every day, forever. See, now, forever, now you're using no. reverse psychology because you know if you challenge me like that, it's going to happen. No, you're you're stronger, more minded here, than that. I'll be in here in pink. And and uh, fuchsia, yeah, like, but like I said, clinger. <laughs> but see, you say that, and yet at the beginning of every major league baseball season, you also recommit yourself to baseball, and that lasts. Wait a I did that once. That I? lasts hours. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. This year it wasn't baseball. This year you were going to be a Rams fan, <laughs> and that lasted for about 15 minutes. So, so yeah, I, I get where Austin's coming from. Huh. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. But I like it. I like it. I think it's fun. All right. I mean, you challenge me, and then I'll. I'll uh, can I know. can I ask you what Lisa said when you got home yesterday? She laughed about the green. She laughed. She did. She took one look at me and said, <laughs> "She said that's a lot of green." Yeah, yeah. And I agreed. Too much. It was. It was a lot of. If I if I do green again, I won't do that particular grouping. I'll go with something different. A little different combo of green. Yes. Uh, today you're you're really this is a different type of green, but. This is like Boy Scout of America drab. Oh, you are you are green though. However, that is true. Don't you have a, a forest to go ranger somewhere? What's the next type of green we'll see tomorrow? Actually, there's the challenge. A different shade of different, green. Different green <laughs> combos. How many days in a row can you do that? I'm not going to do fifty shades of gray. I'll tell you that much. Green. Right we said green, not gray. I know. I'm just. And once again, you've got to take it in that direction. Well, just that's what it reminded me of when you were talking about that. Not that I saw that movie, for you know. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep it going for a while, just see how it how it is, and if I like it, 
I'll stay with it. You should keep it going, Gordon. You can watch any kind of movies but, you want. Man. Okay, That's but fine. look, I will. Look, I had. I heard what Alema said about me. <laughs> I heard what he said, and dude, I love Alema. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. But 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 he's just wrong. You know, he talks about the dad hat and he talks about the jeans and all that stuff. But, uh, but you'll notice that even when I go sloppy, I'm put together. For the record, you're still wearing the dad hat and the jeans. Dad hats are cool now. That's what the kids have told I, I, me. I don't think you should be so sensitive of to what Lemma <laughs> thinks or, or does not. Well, I just think. want Lemma to know that don't be disparaging me on the air that way when it's not true. Because And, and he never sees me when I get dressed up. When I get dressed up, then I look good. And I might not look as good as him. I mean, I look, I mean, that's a high standard. I just don't Although think I'm not a vest guy, and he's really into the vest right now. I'm not. I'm not a vet, I'm not a jacket on top of the vest kind of guy. But uh, but I uh, I do appreciate and respect him and his style, his sense of style. But uh, you know, don't be sleeping on what's going on here. Okay, this opinion take right here, combined with the the new car, is, is not when you claim not to be a vain person. <laughs> That's uh, the kind of car you drive has nothing to do with vanity. It has nothing to do with vanity. Well, maybe if you buy something that is so far over the top that it screams, "Hey, look at me!" Then okay, mm. I get that. Like if it has an I, Italian I mean, name, no, or but if like you, your if last you, several but, vehicles, no, no, these are driving cars. <laughs> Aren't all they, cars driving cars? No, they they no. It's some about, are some are just show cars. It's about the driving experience. It's not about trying to impress anybody because nobody cares anyway. It's just you A know? to B, Jake. That's all he's trying to do. I know you. You hate the attention you always get when you Look, pull, up to, a, bought, pull up to any remote that we have wait, and get everybody's attention. Parking stall lines are merely suggestions. I, I From the a, second I, you come time, into the parking lot, people are like. What on earth is that? My last car purchase, which was a long time ago, was a truck. A long time ago. It was a truck. It was a time ago. It was a few weeks ago. It's a driving car now. I, and that, I'm that, just it's got saying, nothing to do with showing I, off. It's got nothing to do with trying to impress people see, who, I, don't, who don't care. Nobody cares. But well, I car believe people you. Care. Car people care. They, they, they look and they say, hey, that's a nice ride. Uh-huh. Nice whip. You again, know? again they, you're not they, doing they, yourself any favors. And whip? Really? <laughs> when was the last time anybody said that to to you? Well, not that long ago. No. It's no. honestly the first time I've ever heard the phrase. Vin, really? Vin yeah. Diesel was there. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Gordon was getting ready to race for pinks. <laughs> oh, you know there's another right one of those coming out? Yes. F9 or something? Is yes. That, I, I, I've never seen one. If you've never seen, seen one of them. Yeah, you, you have. You just probably don't know it. I saw parts of one Then of you've one. seen them all. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. The public service announcement right now. May I? May I have the floor? Uh, we, you know, I mean, we're, we're out of time. We're running out of time. We got locked at 3.30. I'm just saying, all y'all out there, don't ever worry about what the crowd is thinking. Because it doesn't matter. March to the beat of your own drum. You can care a little bit because you care about the people who you care about. You care what they think. But don't don't become a slave to what everybody else thinks you should do. Because most of those people aren't really paying attention. And if they rip you, they're probably 
you know, they have some sort of envy issue. This just flies in the face of everything that you said leading up to this point. No, I was saying what to a lemma was, said, hey, you know, don't be that, putting me down because it's better than what you because might Because you're very sensitive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, not, that's not it. And you, of all people, Jake, should know that I, I generally don't care what anybody thinks. I, I know. But I, I'm saying that I believe you. I'm just saying that... That I'm that I'm that I'm that you're not contradicting you're not myself. yeah a little bit yeah that could be yeah that's all I'm saying I, I'm just getting, you know friends give you a heads up I'm just giving you a heads up that's all yeah it's kind of like when the Jazz say you know during practice and whatnot they're going to start playing defense okay good transition there Gordon should we get to the split story of the day God you're should. a pro you okay. just are it's, I'm doing this for four decades that's what you do man <laughs> all right Austin two guys two topics. Two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. I think the biggest thing is just maintaining that aggression. We guarded well the whole game. I think the, you know, the, 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 thing, the thing that stands out is we kind of got stagnant on offense a little bit. You know, obviously they went on a 27-1 run, but... Uh, it would help if we made some shots too. But I think we overall we guard it well, but we just got to play a little bit harder than they do. They come out aggressive. You know, they've been doing it against us at Milwaukee um, last night against um, Portland. So they've been the more aggressive team. So we just got to match their aggressiveness, if not top it. All right, there you go. There's uh, Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz get set for the Denver Nuggets uh, tonight here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. And let's. there's a lot to talk about in regards to the Nuggets, but let's start things off talking about the Jazz. They've had two practices now, Gordon, three days off. They're the rested team. Denver played uh, last night. <clears throat> and the Jazz have really all the breaks they should need to get things turned around defensively. They talked about it at a ton of practice yesterday, and we're going to see it play out on the court tonight against a team that's difficult to guard. Nikola Jokic has a skill set that is not easy to match up against. And I I really sometimes cringe at the cliche makes those around him better because a lot of the players that they apply that to, I don't really buy into it you know i heard i've heard people say you know that james harden just makes guys around him better and it's like <laughs> does he does he really makes him more patient yeah. uh tries their patience uh but nikola jokic truly makes everybody around him better and he's he's a really unique player he's fun to watch he's tough to match up against and it's this is going to be a challenge no matter what for the jazz but i think we'll find out if they've tightened those things up defensively that they need to I have come to this after our discussion, after I wrote about it, and after talking with you in depth about this, Jake. I have come to a conclusion that I believe the Jazz can play defense. I wasn't sure there for a while. I think they can. What's brought you around? I don't know. I, I, I just you know they have had stretches where they've played good defense, and I understand that this five-out attack. That guys are teams are using now hasn't always been the case, but I mean this isn't brand new to opponents. They they they've gotten this earlier this year. Uh, I I think they can if they are totally dialed into it and totally committed to it, and that's a big if too. Now that doesn't just happen. It hasn't happened in the last four games, but. Can it happen? I think they're smart enough. I think this group of players is smart enough, even though they're not extremely athletic or really, you know, uh, tall. 
uh, on the whole, I, I think they are capable of doing it. And I gave it a lot of thought. And I was considering reviewing past games, past performances, and I think it is possible for them. I'm not saying that they have great individual defenders and, or that they have a bunch of stoppers out there. I don't think they, they do. But I think collectively what Quinn is asking of them is not a bridge too far if we're going to use military terms here today because I'm Beetle Bailey, apparently. Um, I think they are somewhat limited defensively, and I, I kind of thought that going into this year. The question was just going to be how much did it slip. And the, question, or, and the fact is that I think they need to be just a smidge above average, Gordon. That's all. And the swings we've seen this year are crazy because we've seen them at times be – unbelievably good like at the very very beginning of the year and then when they were beaten up on those lesser teams the defense was was really really good but at times we've seen it just be dreadful like last in the league dreadful right and they they really need to figure out just how to consistently be good enough just a uh, average to above average that's it they don't need to be top five they don't okay so is that attainable um that sounds attainable even with Limited athleticism. I think it is. I mean, I think they're going to have to play some team defense. But, I mean, with the personnel, Gordon, the truth is they're going to be vulnerable to ISO all the time. That's not going away. When you say vulnerable, what uh, what do you mean? Because if they if if the initial defender gets help, and then the helper gets help too, as we've talked about, then they can make up for that. Okay, remember that stretch. You bring up a good point about earlier in the season. Remember that one stretch when the Jazz couldn't stop anybody, right? And this is reminiscent of what's going on right now. But they 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 fixed that at least for a while. I think the problem here is is that when teams are going five out and they handled it remarkably well against Dallas, which is weird why it's been such a problem because they to your point they've done it before. But the problem is they're they're pulling Rudy out of the paint and then not running a pick and roll. They're, they're basically getting Rudy as far away from the play as possible. Because when you run a pick and roll, you're bringing Rudy into the play. And Rudy is effective and so effective at guarding two people as we've seen. It actually does teams a disservice instead of giving them an advantage. But there are still screens happening. You know, there's clutter in the middle there that are uh, uh, barriers are being established by some teams. It's just not in the traditional sense that you're talking. Right, and and watch it closely tonight. And I don't know if Denver will do the same thing, but I bet they will. I bet you'll see fewer pick and rolls. I bet you'll see fewer of that. And with Jokic, it might be a little bit different. But the 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 thing is, they don't have a great one on one defender. I think a little more highly of Royce O'Neal. I think he's serviceable, but I'm not going to say he's. You know, uh, deserve it of all defensive team. But if if they decide to isolate Eric Gordon, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, I mean, I'm just talking Rockets here. But if they choose to isolate those guys, the Jazz don't really have a defender that says you can't do that to this guy. But think about what the Jazz did. Okay, uh, that, that's that's fair enough. I, I'm with you. So I think they're going to point is I think they're going to be vulnerable to that throughout the season. Yeah. Now, what do you do about it? You know, that's these coaches are going to have to figure something out. It's not going to be easy because if your your solution is Rudy helps, which I think talking to you, you've you've brought up a number of times. Well, that brings up a number of different problems. And remember, one of the problems early in the year was Mike Conley adjusting to Rudy Gobert's adjustments. Remember, Mike right. Conley talked about that uh-huh. and he said that wasn't going to happen anymore. Well, they need to have another refocus moment like that. Mm hmm. 
where okay, I yeah, I'm six feet tall and I'm going to have to body block a center, but you know what, I'm going to have to do it, right? <laughs> it's uh, that's what the regular season is for, right? Yep, is to make these adjustments for the season that really counts, which is postseason, and, and specific to tonight's game, I've got something I want to talk to you about, Jake, uh, heading into this one. You wanna, because do you want to bring it up with Locke? could bring it up with Locke, or we can talk about it later, whatever. But there is one element to it that is something the Jazz will have to be aware of, and it's something that I think is uncalled for. It's existed for a long time, but uh, it's something that Denver will be able to do to the Jazz, which I don't think in a perfect world they should be allowed to do. All right, we will get to that. It is signing day as well, coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We're going to talk to our boy, Jake Hatch, who's covering Cougar Signing Day for the station. He does Locked on Cougar podcast. And doesn't Locke have what? Or uh, Hatch have what? Like 12 podcasts now? Uh, 13? Every uh, every other day it's 12. Yeah. I think every, 24 I, together. I think Yak is overpotted. Wow. I, wow. I, think, I think he's overpotted. How about that? Yeah. You're taking shots at our guests now? He's, he's like a potted plant. Uh, and Brian Brown. At least he's not dressed like one. <laughs> Wow, nailed it. Nailed it. You think an African violet? <laughs> Wouldn't I need like a purple hat, you know, to be the blossom? I'm going to call you Fern. <laughs> no, you could pull off like a cactus. I love Yak. I'm, I'm kidding. Brian Brown will join us. We're going to do a, a whole long signing day segment coming up at the top of the 4, four o'clock hour. Brian Brown of UteZone.com, but of course of uh, our staff here on the Zone Radio Network as well. I think we could get Austin to dress like, say, maybe a, a donut. Why are you taking shots at Austin? Because he just took one of me. Isn't no, that what I mean, is? he was kind of, you know, just def- uh, sticking up for his unlike, guy. Unlike Gordon claims, I actually don't care what other people think. <laughs> No, but you you go at you can't have a career like mine and care. You go at one of Austin's guys like Hatch, and and Austin's coming back at you. That's what that's what he does. So when I went back at him for going back at me, that's off limits. Yes. Oh, I don't know the rules. Read the Bible. Yeah, read. We we've got a handbook for this stuff. (laughs) Besides, the the New Testament, not the Old Testament. Austin's down twenty five. Twenty. Twenty. Twenty five. You know. Uh, After lunch, maybe (laughs) thirteen. All right, stay tuned. David Locke's coming up next. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. I turn my preacher responsibilities over to Reverend Kenahan. Amen. Reverend Kenahan. I've heard you called a lot of things, but never Reverend Kenahan. Hey, I am an unordained minister. <laughs> Ministering to the masses weekdays from 6 to 10. I don't need to be ordained. My ministry speaks for itself. You are so full of it. It's spectacular. I enjoy that. Nope. No. Nope. Reverend Kenahan. You speak the truth as you see it and you get blasted for it. So be it. I'm content. My maker is satisfied with me. Catch DK and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today, Aretha Franklin. 
Selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets to get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. No, it wasn't selected by you. It was selected by Sadie. It was. We, uh, my daughter and I uh, have gotten into this routine in the mornings where she picks a record from my record collection and we listen to it. And this morning, she picked Aretha. And I thought, you know what? We should do this for Band of the Day. Good idea. So that's where we go. Can't go wrong there. You certainly can. All right, let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. He's our good friend, David Locke. What's going on, David? Hey, guys. How are you today? Hey, uh, I'm doing great. However, I, I was thinking about you the other day when I heard you on, I think you were on with Tony and Austin, and I was thinking about our conversation, how, uh, you know, you've basically missed every snowstorm this year. And then Monday, here it is that the snow is coming down basically in feet in the valley. I hear you jump on the radio and up uh, where you are, up there, Park City Way, you got a trace? What happened? I don't know that we got an inch of snow at our house. Wow. How about that? It, you still missed it, David. You still missed the big dump. I mean, but I I'm, guess Alta didn't get much I'm either. Downtown, I'm downtown right now. There is so much snow down here. There's way more snow down here. Huh. That must hurt a powder hound like yourself. It was not great. I wasn't so pleased about it. Yeah, I just... Uh, maybe, the, maybe this one that's coming in right now will be good. Oh, wait. We're leaving on Saturday. Oh, yeah. It'll probably be great. I bet you Sunday will be incredible. Well, let me ask you this, David. How did you, of all the sports that you've played in your lifetime, I imagine that skiing is probably one of your best, right? Oh, yeah, unquestionably. So how how did you get so good at that? My dad was in the business, and I grew up in it, and I took a million lessons when I was a kid. So and I got, you know, I was spoiled. Yeah. I was spoiled and taught well, and then... Uh, once he got out of the business and I chose it, then I, then I really, truly fell in love with it. Once it was my choice instead of somebody else's. Um, but I've made some good decisions in my life. I got into Boulder at, when I was a senior in high school and realized at 17, that if there was a powder day and a final on the right, on the same day, I was really, really certain which one I was going to choose. <laughs> The final, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I did not go to Boulder um, and chose another school instead for that reason. <laughs> All right, David, let's let's talk a little basketball. Let's talk about perimeter defense because that's on the top of everybody's mind. And uh, I was at practice yesterday. Uh, of course, the media portion where, you know, it was a big topic, and it, it seemed like that was something they focused on these last couple of days. Yeah, I mean – to some extent, if guys, if teams are going to spread the floor, um, you know, we all talk about pick and roll defense, but in some ways, your ideal situation if you're an offense is if your ball handler can just beat the guy, right? So by bringing a pickup, you are helping your your ball handler, but on the other end, you're bringing another defender into the play as well. So then the then the team can make a choice of what they want to do with with those two defenders, depending on the circumstance. If you can just go and drive someone and beat them up directly on a drive and there's no other defender there, that's, that's actually probably ideal. You know, as boring as we think isolation basketball is, and maybe not always the most efficient, and that, frankly it is. If you can go beat your guy one-on-one, that opens up the floodgates to all sorts of other things. And 
So I think in that regard, you know, that's an area where the Jazz have they've got to get better. If you think about our best defensive players other than Rudy, obviously Rudy's Rudy's our best defensive player. Our best defensive players are very good pick-and-roll defensive players. Um, they're not actually very good one-on-one in-space defensive players. Our best guys are, are either physically very good or they have super length. Um, none of them are, are, are elite athletes other than Rudy. Rudy's the one where it changes that. But if you're playing spread floor and people are just beating everybody one-on-one, then it's hard for Rudy to have as big an impact as he can otherwise. So, Coach, what's your suggestion on the best way for the Jazz to move forward? Um, I mean, there's an old phrase, guard your yard, right? Frankly, if we can't guard our yard, we got problems. We might have some problems defensively. Um, we got to be able to guard our yard. David Locke with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Tony Jones of The Athletic reported that the Jazz could be um, open to moving Ed Davis, which really isn't a surprise. But uh, if that is indeed true, David, what kind of market would he have? What could the Jazz possibly get in return? Oh, I I don't have any idea on that. I do know Ed Davis is a pretty darn good player and that – and that, you know, Ed Davis is well regarded around the league. It has not been a great year for him uh, here. Um, some scouts feel as though he's lost some lift in his legs that I've talked to. Others just think that the, there's different circumstances. He'll be a better, he'll be a better player. So um, I, I don't think I have a, um, I don't think I have a real answer for you on what his market would be. And I don't know. I don't know that the decision would, frankly, be made based on what Ed Davis's market is. I think it might be based more on other packages or salary situations or things of that nature. Um, Ed Davis has another year in his contract, which makes it even like a little bit more difficult to move him. I, I think it's unlikely he gets moved. David, have you been able to gauge the uh, the temperature of the team as a whole and, and Quinn Snyder about the uh, four game losing streak and what's happened uh, to cause that? Uh, what what's is it uh, frustration? Is it anger? Is it calm? Is it uh, confidence that this can be corrected? What do you think? Um, Jake, what do you feel yesterday? Um. I well, I I don't know. It was kind of interesting. I mean, because it, it was like Joe Ingles was the perfect guy to put out there because he's such a the calming has kind of that calming confidence. But it sounded like uh, it sounded like Quinn Snyder was satisfied with the progress that he made after practice. What feel did you get? I mean, Quinn's kind of a master, and so he you know he can come to solutions pretty quickly. Um, you know, I I feel as though. So we're 14 and five since we we got Jordan Clarkson, and had the four games we lost and kind of interspliced in between those 15 games rather than being all together. And if our 14 wins had been interspliced rather than being 14 out of 15, I feel like that would be the accurate way to feel about this team. And so that the winning 14 of 15, we probably were a little inaccurate, and losing four in a row, any feelings of pure panic are probably a little inaccurate. I think the 14 and five over that stretch, losing some games either to really hot players, hot shooters or on the road or 
you know, dropped a home one you under a unique circumstance that evidently made Houston change the landscape of their team. Um, you know, I think they all kind of individually have their own story. I, I see a little less than a, as a collective story. What milepost marker are, are, is the team at with the incorporation of Mike Conley, David? Well, we might be at the start line, don't you think? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, well, yeah, like if this was going to be like a 800-meter – that what what's the what's the kind of semi long ones where they take like six laps? It's like the worst television in the world. Sebastian Coe used to run them rather than the marathon, which is the single worst television event ever. Um, but you know, so if we're kind of on the long one of those long ones still, um, we've done all of our training and now it's time to go. Uh, but I think this is a reintegration of what this team is. I mean. When Mike started the first time, he was starting with Royce. Now he's starting with Joe. Jordan Clarkson's on the roster. He wasn't. You know, I think this is kind of their chance now to build this. Quinn Quinn kind of does the rebuild of a team throughout the year. And I think this is a little bit of a rebuild of of this team as it is right now. You know, with the possibility, obviously, of another addition in the next uh, 20 hours. But seems unlikely. David, how coincidental is Mike Conley's return and Joe Ingles, um, for lack of a better word, slump? How coincidental is that? I think they're, I think they're coincidental. Um, and if they're not coincidental, I don't know how to say this correctly. If they're not coincidental, then it's on Joe to get it going. Right? Because this team's going to win if Mike Conley is deeply integrated and playing well and a part of it. And it's going to win if Joe Ingles is deeply integrated and playing well and a part of it. And it's not going to win if one of those has to be without the other. So, like, if those are, I think it's coincidental, but if they are related, then. That's not an option. Let's go. David, yesterday, uh, Jake and I had a, uh, what would you call it, Jake? Maybe a disagreement or... Sure. Oh, you had a a bullywhacker or whatever they call it. You had a fight. Come on, I want to know it. Really, the whole Jake feel good. We found out that Jake actually has a little devil in him. Gordon, they think you're getting old and soft and you don't have quite the fight and you showed it all. I know what happened. All right, now what happened? So so whenever this happens, the first thing I think of is let's ask Locke. See if it... Oh, great. Good. So So when Jake and Gordon get in a fight, I get to be the marriage counselor that one of you hates at the end of the day. Exactly. Right. Uh, Precisely. But I, and and if I misrepresent this, Jake, you let me know. But I sort of said that you you can't have too many good offensive players on the floor as long as business is taken care of at the defensive end. You can't have too many good options at the offensive end. And Jake disagreed. He thought that. If you have too many good offensive options, they get in the way of each other. Am, am I characterizing that? Problem? Yeah, I, I more specifically taking Royce O'Neal off the floor. You have uh, Joe Ingles who needs the ball. You have Mike Conley who needs the ball. You have Donovan Mitchell who needs the ball, and somebody needs to take the ball a little bit less. And I used the example of Boston last year. I didn't think all those shooters mixed together worked all that well. So, with that in mind, settle it. 
So if I said you were both right just to keep everybody happy, how would that come across? <laughs> Good. I'm we, happy we, with we that. We keep coming back to you and paying you more money for our marriage problem. Okay. Um, well, I'm all into that latter one. Um, so I will just tell you this. In one sense, you can never have too many good offensive players on the floor because the greatest teams are the ones in which, if you take away options one and two, options three, four, and five are still above average. That's a championship team right there. So if you have that, that so if you took away Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili and Tim Duncan, their other options were still average or above average. When you took away LeBron... And Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, Shane Battier were all average or above average. That's, that's a championship caliber offense. With that said, I run a model at the beginning of every year in which I count, and this is a little different, in which I count the amount of possessions the team would use if every player in the rotation got his average possession usage. Okay. Last year's Boston Celtic team was like 130, and you only have 100 a night, hmm. which meant that every player on the team had to take a 30% decrease, and the minute one player didn't take that decrease, somebody had to take a 50% decrease. That's not going to work. The Minnesota Timberwolves that blew up under Jimmy Butler had 135 possessions because Taj Gibson used a ton. They had Andrew Wiggins, Jeff Teague, Carl Anthony Towns, they, and Jimmy Butler, and they had too many possessions. That's bad roster building. We did not hit – we came close to hitting a little bit of a number. I think we were at about 113, 114, 115 area when I ran the numbers this year, which meant that everyone had to take about a 10% decrease of what they were used to. Um, and we saw that early in the year that that was really uncomfortable. That's not usually a crisis point. When you get over 120, I have yet to see a team hold together for a season on that metric when I run that at the start of year. So I would say this team was teetering toward it, but not problematic. And you cannot have too many offensive players on the floor at one time because you need good offensive players at all five positions. Wow, so if the Jazz are within five of that number, David, that's, that is edging toward the danger zone. But I think we saw that, right, to start the year. And frankly, now that we have Jordan Clarkson instead of Dante Exum, we might be right on it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is – I think we saw it to start the year. And I said this numerous, numerous times that everyone's going to have to do – that this was going to be a hard season to start because – there was going to have to be a lot of sacrifice from a lot of players. And I think that went on very deaf ears because of the excitement around this team. And that's what it takes, though, to be a championship-caliber team is that sacrifice, and that's what this team has to still do. Do you think Bogdanovich needs to back off on the shot attempts? No, he's shooting 49% from the field and 45% from three in the last 10 games. He can take as many as he wants. So everybody else, just deal with it. Right. If he's on fire, you deal with it. I mean, frankly, Joe and Royce are not shooting well right now. Our defense is the problem, not our offense, by the way. Um, but Joe and Royce are shooting terribly right now. Okay, well, you know what? If you actually look at Joe Ingles' numbers for the year, Joe Ingles started the year shooting terribly, then he went insane, and now he's shooting it terribly. Guess what he's shooting for the season? What? I think he's shooting about 40.4% for the season, and his career average is 40.7. So he's right on. My concern on Royce would be Royce did this last year, and it lasted for three months. That better not happen. 
you know, I'm still just impressed you had a stat to match our argument perfectly. Almost exactly. David, never let anybody doubt your dedication to being a nerd because it is it is truly <laughs> impressive. impressive and unbelievably useful. I thanks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're the best. But the, it, that that number illustrates exactly what uh, exactly yeah. what we're talking about. It does. It's it, it really does. That's that's really impressive. And it, it's something to think about. And, and knowing your relationship with the jazz and their relationship with stats as well. I'm sure I'm sure it's something that they've considered. And David, just as important, uh, whoa, 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 we all walk whoa, whoa, away happy. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. The implication that I'm doing something that they're not 10 miles ahead of already. We can stop right there. Their, their front office and what they do and Corey Jez and his staff and Steven Schwartz and Dennis and Justin and the is so far superior to my little silly 120 model. Let's not get too excited. You trying to get David in trouble? No, I'm just there? giving him credit. That's all. Uh, I'm just yeah, sometimes one and it's one and the same. We had a really specific argument that we got into <laughs> for a very long time, and David basically addressed the whole thing in in under two minutes with one specific stat. It was yeah. a compliment. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I think. <laughs> Thank you, David. Seriously, uh, we'll see you here at the arena tonight, and we'll catch you on the okay. pregame. See you guys. See you, buddy. David Locke. That was a compliment. I know, but sometimes when you compliment somebody like that, you might be putting someone else down. I, I was just saying that the Jazz feel similarly about statistics, and I'm sure they considered something similar. That's not what I heard. Austin, what I heard was, you know, nobody with the Jazz knows what the heck they're hey, doing, David. Hey. They should listen to you. Hey. <laughs> that is not what I said. And David Locke's interview is brought to you by our friends at Ken, Gal- Ken Garf, West Valley Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, for great deals and even better experiences. Stop that. You stop that right now. You nearly got us fired yesterday. Did you use the word dumb crap in there somewhere? Hey, hey, hey. Stop now. Language, too, by the way. Jeez. You can't kid, say dumb crap? Kids in the car. Golly. <laughs> Holy gee, Austin, what is this? Don't gonna, bring my name into this. Wait, I was going to use another word, but I figured that probably wasn't a good word, so I thought I was... Softening it properly since I'm getting soft in my old age. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, I want to remind you about our friends at Homie. Did you know that Homie assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat fifteen hundred bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's company that's got your back. That's Homie. Check them out. Homie.com. Listen to this song. Is this not artistry? It's a little. I don't know. It's not my favorite Aretha song, but it's good. It's fine. Here comes the the chorus. It's it's a little like too too peppy. 
it's a little too 80s for me. Oh. For like Aretha is not I don't identify with her in the 80s. And this is a little too 80s for me. Drop the tub, baby. What does that mean? That's one of the lines she dropped to me. And that's, that mean? that's the like one a convertible. That's the one you latched on to, huh? That's no, a convertible. Okay. Get your mind out of the gutter, I'm will di- you? I'm disappointed too, Austin. It's all right. What? I, I'm not I'm not surprised, but I think you could do better. What are you talking about? It's talking about a ca- it's talking about a convertible. It's, it, Even if it is, you could do better. It's just kind of hard to talk to you today because you just look like you should be on <laughs> safari. <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> you, you look like you should be yeah, hunting some alligator or something along those lines. What was that dude's name? The guy who unfortunately passed Steve away. Irwin? Steve Irwin. You know who does a really good Steve Irwin impersonation? You would appreciate this, Austin. DJ. Oh, yeah? Yeah. David James? Yes. I'm sure it's short and to the point. <laughs> He's really, really good. I don't, I don't know why I don't picture DJ having an impression of really anybody. No, he can, he can do it. Oh, okay, I, I can do it sometimes, Austin. When you're coming in for uh, crosstalk or whatever. Yeah, you know? we, 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 we don't do that. Never. Crosstalk? No. no. Why? PK doesn't want to talk to you? You probably. <laughs> you mean the studio's empty when you walk in? No. They just don't want to. DJ's talk to you. still there. Okay. DJ's usually surfing Facebook and Twitter, and I'm sitting there. It's 10.02 if you want to log out anytime here. And, so I can uh, use that computer. Have him do the, the Steve Irwin thing. So in, in all due respect to Steve. To DJ? To Steve. Oh, to Steve, yeah. Okay. Did you ever watch that show? Not really. His kids are cool. Yeah, right. They, they have they Bindi and it? Robert and, and his wife, yeah, they they've uh, really taken his legacy and done some real good with well, it. Well, especially recently with the, the wildfires and stuff. They were really yeah. active about that with all the But animals. do they have a regular show? I don't know if they have a show or not. I I would assume they do in Australia, but they, they have a refuge and they do a lot of good for conservation and wildlife protection. The thing about Steve though is he put himself in perilous situations. I remember one time he's like hanging over the edge of a cliff or something, looking for a bird or something. And I thought to myself, I didn't watch the show often, but I thought, man, I thought crikey. I don't think I would hang over that cliff like that. You do look like you should be headed out to the savannah here in a you, moment. Right? <laughs> to the savannah? He does. You look like you should be riding in one of those Jeeps. You know, I've never with been, some binoculars I've never around been on neck. safari. The closest thing I've come to safari was, you know... Uh, Disney's uh, Animal Kingdom. Or I went to the uh, the one in Escondido that one time and, and uh, drove around, you know, and you see all the, the critters wandering. But uh, I've never, you know, I've been told by people that safari is really fun. I love your stories, Gordon. Please tell another. Why would you play that? <laughs> why, why on earth would you play that? It's 401. Because it's supposed to punish you. It's 401. We did promise Jake Catch and Brian Brown we'd call him now. So. Right. And yet Austin is is encouraging you to tell another story? Like you just talked That's about. A what good was that? Story. I don't think I can top that. Escondido. There's an animal park there. It used to be. I don't know if there still is. I don't want to talk about it. Your... Was, it was about as boring as it gets. I don't want to well, talk I believe about it. You. Oh, no. We were on this. Uh, we were on this. Uh, this. Uh, shuttle-like thing that was Jeep-like in nature, and we drive around, and I'm just looking, and there's just a bunch of 
It's oh, your fault, Austin. You know, it's no, it's your fault for losing and, the Super and Bowl. And you bet. know what? We don't care about your time in New Mexico, Gordon. We just don't. <laughs> Escondido is outside of San Diego. Come on. In in San Diego, New Mexico? I bet a lot of our listeners have been there. Jay Catch is going to join us next to give a breakdown on uh, Cougar signing day. Brian Brown will give us the youth perspective coming up next. Everybody, all y'all, let's go on safari. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.